0: You're listening to the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times.
1: Hello and thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is 205 Clive. Yes, that's right. It's cool to say that again. So I'm going to start using it again. Um, And I'm joined by Ricky. Hello, Ricky.
0: Good evening. How are you doing?
1: Good, thanks. Uh, I'm quite excited. Just a few more sleeps to... ICW's version of the Royal Rumble with their Square Go pay-per-view event, so I'm quite excited about that. Uh, JR, welcome to the show.
2: Two weeks now, man. Yeah, got, happy to be uh, here. Doing well.
1: You've got a streak going.
2: <laughs> I have managed to like, like, no, have the flu. <coughs>
1: it's always a good bonus. It's good, man.
2: It's, it's been good to like feeling alive and generally human.
1: Shout out to the BGs for staying. At, well, they're not all alive anymore, are they? <laughs> uh,
0: See, um, sorry, before we just continue to, because I know we've got a couple of questions and a couple of other things we need to sort of talk about, <laughs> so we'd like to get a move on again, but before we continue, do you mind if I just quickly take the floor for a second? I've just got a couple of things I want to quickly go off my chest, if you, you
1: don't mind. Oh dear. <laughs> okay. Um, first
0: things first. Things first uh, i would like to give a shout out and an apology to caleb of the smc podcast <laughs> as you know earlier on um, chatting on facebook i was stood at a train station for 45 minutes waiting for a train train finally came and it was absolutely jam-packed so we we're all crushed in there like sardines so i wasn't in the best of moods and then i saw caleb's message which i completely didn't read properly um and i I shouted at him for no apparent reason so for that Caleb I apologise once again and to quote our good friend Dave Meltzer reading would be my friend <laughs>
1: uh,
0: second point just want to say this guy doesn't know this now about to say it um, he's an extremely good friend of mine a very good friend actually um, I would like to give a shout out to my, to my to my good friend uh, Clive who uh, it sounds stupid right but I must admit like folks I, I really think you should need to start reading this guy's columns <laughs> um, I'm not saying it just because he's my co-host and a good friend and that, but he's, I must admit mate, your columns are absolutely fantastic and I started reading from the start but see these last four or five uh, columns you've put up they've been absolutely wonderful um Just wanted to put that out there and and just encourage everyone to start reading it and keep giving this guy some love because it's excellent stuff. It really is.
1: Um, Well, thank you very much for that, Ricky. That's very kind of you to put me over in such an exuberant fashion. Um, The most recent column he's talking about is on the Social Suplex website. It's called Rollins and Jordan: When Opposites Attract and Worlds Collide. I was quite proud of this one. You... It's no surprise that I'm writing columns about Jason Jordan. I love the guy, I'm a big mark of him. So it was quite, that one came quite easy to my fingers. You want (laughs) to nip him? You want to explain what nip means?
0: Uh, French kiss.
1: French kiss. Make out.
0: Uh, (coughs) Is is that first base? I don't know.
1: He wants to make it. Which me? Which me? <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> you want
2: to fucking make all the bases, mate. Ace a
1: base. Shout out to Rich Latta for his latest column. He did a sort of mock draft for a superstar shake-up. You can find that on the Social Suplex website and the Lords of Pain columns page. He's got some different ideas for who should go where when it comes to the next superstar shake-up. That's a good. Read Definitely, as well.
0: Rich knows his stuff. To be honest, he really does. I, I enjoy reading his stuff as well. And. Some of the other things that he does as well, like um, the stuff he does on Anchor. Um, so uh, Rich knows
1: his stuff as well. Do you know what? Shout out to everyone in the world tonight.
0: <laughs> Why not?
1: Uh, and we'll start with a shout out to the Wrestling Square Circle Facebook group. I asked earlier today on there and on Twitter and some family members of mine for some questions for tonight's show. And got one, and it's from a certain Mister Latter himself. The question basically was, who the fuck can Seth Rollins fight at WrestleMania now? So obviously this is on the back of, off the back of Jason Jordan having to go for neck surgery, and whatever plans they may have had creative for Seth and Jordan going forward, they've been scrapped now. So what are they going to do for? JR, can you got you get any sort of decent creative ideas for what they can do for Seth Rollins going forward?
2: Um, I think I actually said when I heard that Jason Jordan was down that I suggested KO for him, but I suggested Rollins getting drafted all over to SmackDown on like a kind of draft deal, like pre-WrestleMania, and then feuding there. I think that. Uh, He's, he doesn't look like he's going to have that much going for him unless they, they're going to force another Sami feud, which I don't want. So, this is a kind of like a, a wee band aid for both of them, I think. They're both kind of floating about, even though Owens is in this uh, thingy storyline, the AJ storyline. You can tell it's just a placeholder for the eventual uh, uh, WrestleMania feud with Nakamura.
1: See, so the whole. <clears throat> cave, like- Kevin Owens has got a story going on on Smackdown at the moment. Whether it's good or not is up for debate, but I can't really... Have they done superstar swaps before? Before WrestleMania, before? I know you've had the likes of Batista and Benoit well, not Batista, sorry Benoit swapping over from Smackdown to Raw after he won the Rumble in 04, but it's not something you see much these days, but it would be good to as they, to pardon a pun shake things up a wee bit
2: I I mean I I think that they brought over Jason Jordan and I kinda like that this is out of superstar shake up kinda thing, so I think it could work.
1: It could. Ricky
0: Yeah, sorry. Um What was the question again? Sorry, I was looking at something else on on the show notes, sorry.
1: Who can basically what would you do for Seth Rollins leading up to WrestleMania because of what's happened with Jason Jordan? Um, I think
0: It's a the answer I think can go either to one of like one of two ways. Are we talking about how what we if we were going to do something we'd just start it completely afresh, or are we going to try and tie something into the storyline that's already been building for the last few months? So I know a lot of people went too enamoured with the whole potential Seth Rollins Jason Job match at WrestleMania, but people need to remember that that was only done because if we were led to believe it was going to be Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins at Wrestlemania so you've got to cut a little bit of slack there in that sense it wasn't enough. Uh, it wasn't their initial idea, initial plan I think if you're going to continue with the whole storyline of the way it's going just now I, I don't take any pleasure in seeing it and I, I wouldn't be excited about it but storyline wise currently for me it would make sense if it was Kurt Angle I think you can transition into that quite easily. Now, I'm not saying I want cut Angle to wrestle or I want to see that match but in terms of strictly what's happening right now in terms of a storyline aspect. To me, that's a seamless transition. However, if you're saying we can do whatever we want with him, I would put him in the final spot in the Elimination Chamber.
1: Is he in that? Sorry, see this. Right. Remind me who's in the Chamber match at the moment. Cena.
0: Elias. Elias. Braun, Braun. Cena. My woman in the Miz.
1: Is Seth in this fatal four-way next week for the last spot? I'm not sure.
0: going to check that right now. Actually, I don't think it will be. To be honest,
1: um, mm. sorry for putting you off your. So there.
0: even so, so, my fantasy thing would be then just put him in the chamber. Um, John Ross, I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna agree with us. I would then have him win the chamber and this is just purely fantasy booking and I'd have him win the title at Royal Rumble. Sorry, WrestleMania. Rollins? The reason yes. And the reason for that is technically um we didn't get a proper finish, did we, to the Brock Le- Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins match, really? because Undertaker interfered. the field?
1: Aye, that wasn't that was not a match, really. <coughs>
0: So that was a long time ago, but anyway, just from a, a sort of fantasy aspect, I would do that, and then ultimately I would turn Seth Hill again, because when he had the money in the bank, he was just shooting up, he was getting hotter and hotter, getting better and better, and then when he had the title, he was putting on great matches alongside great promos, and that is very difficult to do, not a lot of people can do that, sometimes people can master one, but not a lot of people have the ability to master both. And the other thing that I will say that that truly speaks volumes of how great he is, sometimes when you give someone either the money in the bank or you give them a title, you know that old saying sometimes, say, the title makes the person, or the person makes the title. Well, he made those things feel really relevant and really, really important, and it wasn't the other way around. So me personally, if I could have it anyway, I would put him into the main event of Mania, and I'd have him win it. But I think if you're going to stay with what we're seeing right now, Kurt Angle would make sense just because of I think it's easy to transition into that Uh storyline.
1: It does, but as you have said, I don't want to see Kurt Angle wrestle again after the Survivor Series performance. That was hard to watch. Um, I I really don't. Fantasy booking wise, I would like to see him in the chamber and maybe him and Roman Reigns double pin each other at the end or something like that so it ends up a triple threat at Wrestlemania Mm -hmm. but two options well not two options one of them, bear with me HBO are doing an Andre the Giant special documentary and I think it's airing the same week as Wrestlemania so I heard rumblings online that they're going to put a bigger focus on the armbar this year yeah, I saw that. So, if they're going to put a big focus on the Battle Royal Memorial, could maybe I know it's not the best use of Seth, but maybe he could win that. No, now, that's fine.
0: And, and I see what you're saying; it makes sense. But was it? I think it was two weeks ago that I said the only person that I would mention in the same breath as AJ Styles and that company is Seth Rollins, I'd, pr- I'd probably throw Sammy Zayn into that. Seth no offence to Andrew, Andrew Andrew the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Seth is way too big for that and does not need it. I understand what you're saying that if will put more emphasis on it and that's what they might do. If it's going to happen a week or two later? We're just going to forget about it. It means absolutely nothing. Um, Jobbers battle royale, man. Exactly. Like I think you can, I, I I've not got an issue if you give it to someone on the cusp of coming up to the mid card or someone just in the periphery of things on the mid card. And then maybe you can use that to trying to elevate him ever so slightly into the mid-card or whatever. But no, I think for one of your absolute best wrestlers, one of the best guys on the mic, one of you just just one of the best around. Period. He needs a big time match at WrestleMania. Um, I know Jason Jordan didn't. What well, certainly didn't feel like it to a lot of people. Me personally, I, I was looking forward to that match. I just thought. I've been on record and I say Jason Jordan was my favourite out of the two American Alpha guys um, him and Gable he mixed him with Seth Rollins and to me it's just that will be an excellent match so I would it's a difficult one because genuinely what they're going to do with him I have no no, no clue whatsoever no. he's not going to be anywhere near the main scene uh, if rumours to believe he won't be in i IC title scene he literally you know what I've not got a clue but honestly I could I know they're doing that potentially doing that Triple H and Stephanie versus Ronda Rousey and someone they want to get The Rock which they're not going to get and if it's not going to be cut Angle then they'll probably end up lump, dumping Steph 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 into that and it's like that's just a waste because you could play off that they've Triple H and Stephanie have got uh, past issues with Seth Rollins etc but that is nothing at all
1: well it's looking grim for them at the moment, but I have faith, and if you'll allow me to take the floor for a wee minute, guys, on-the-fly booking by WWE over the last few years has actually produced some of the better creative in a long time, so let's look back, I don't know if this is exactly chronological, but you had Finn Balor injured the night, the night of SummerSlam, uh, and that scuppered their plans in a big way. But what what you got was Kevin Owens winning the Universal title a week or so later. And for Kevin Owens, marks like myself, you guys as well, that was a big moment seeing Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens win. When Braun Strowman had to go out for elbow surgery, round about the spring summer time of last year, that looked like they had to delay bronze title shot so they had a fatal five way and it ended up seeing Samoa Joe get a push for a month or so and it was actually a really good fatal five way as well Bray Wyatt had these mumps or, um, what was it again that he had when there was a big sickness meningitis meningitis when there was a big sickness going round last year because uh, they were winching each other they had the AJ versus Finn match at TLC which was uh, the hipster choice for match of the year for some people when Drew McIntyre got injured after his match with Almas, he ended up having a tournament on NXT, and you had the rise of Gargano to the top of the ranks in NXT. Lastly, Dean Dean Ambrose was injured. Now, I personally would not have wanted to see Dean injured. He's a, a workhorse, one of the Iron Men of WWE. But when Dean got injured, you got the story going on with Rollins and Jordan and I really enjoyed that personally so for me, on the fly booking when someone's injured, it has produced some pro- positive results in terms of fan reaction and popularity, so we're still literally two two months away, that's eight weeks of t- TV, seven, eight weeks I think they can find something decent for, Finn, eh, for Seth in those eight weeks so... You know, sorry On you go
0: You know, um what are they going to do with Finn? Does Finn still not have issues with Seth Rollins? There's a potential match right there. Uh
1: huh.
0: That's I, a match that doesn't need a title.
1: I still think. A... I still think we're going to have Finn and Miz for the IC title.
0: Mm-hmm. See, I, I think I think that will only happen if they don't get if they decide not to go with Kurt Angle in that mixed tag match, and if they don't get The Rock, because then I think we'll probably put Braun Strowman in that match. If not, I think Braun Strowman will get the IC title match.
1: Do you know something, I think, actually?
0: I think. Sorry, you go.
1: That could make sense, because there's been a heel turn teased for Finn, and he might all of a sudden say, Do you know what, Seth? You injured me, and I don't forgive you anymore so I'm going to come after you. So there is a possibility of that, and that would be a good match for Matt. That's exactly
2: see. the way that he's, his promo would go as well. <laughs> <laughs> you injured me, I am coming after you now. That's not I an think, Irish
0: book. I think um, I think maybe, maybe we need to accept, and that might not be the right word, that Seth may not have a big part to play in WrestleMania but I think coming out of Wrestlemania there's a lot of really interesting very good matches you could have because Dean Ambrose is going to return at some point you'd imagine that's going to happen I would then love to see Seth turn heel and either go after the IC title but I'd love to see him pushed into the main title picture so I think about a bit of short term pain for about a bit of long term gain may happen maybe in order here like nope. um, I said I'm not overly Optimistic on what you're going to do with him now at, at WrestleMania. Just two months left. There's a hell of a long time to go. If Taker does come back, you get Taker Cena. So where does that leave Samoa Joe? Maybe we get Joe and Seth. But there's there's matches there that can that can get made. Seth, like we said, Seth versus Finn. Seth versus Joe. Seth can get put in that Max tag match, which which isn't great, but still. And and in, in the grand scheme of things, that's still like an important part to play because you're going to be there alongside Ronda Rousey. And that alone will bring more eyes to you. Um, so yeah, like I said I think short term it's not that great, but I, I still, I still believe he's one of the absolute superstars of that company, and it was only a matter of time before he ultimately ends up back at to the top. Because at the end of the day, you go back and look through history, who has stayed at the top like year in, year out, day in, day out. Not very many. It doesn't happen that very often. It works. It just goes around cycles. Even if you look at Roman Reigns, for instance, I understand he had the match last year for a Universal Title with KO. But then all year, bar that one fatal four-way, it's not like he's been in the, the main title picture. Ultimately, people still, but it. it doesn't matter because we know what's going to happen. But I'm just—that's my point. He, he's not. Um, CM Punk had the title and then came down a little bit and was still involved in a lot of like big-time feuds. So it goes in cycles. And I've I still believe he's one of the best in our company and I think they will eventually start to push him back in towards the title scene
1: next question we've got is from the Facebook groups Dale and James um this kind of ties in with what we've been talking about how would you book Jason Jordan upon his return from injury um what would you do with his character jr
2: um I think you continue. Uh, just what what they've been doing with him. I think that he's been booked really, really well. Um I remember that interview he had, uh, was it with the Miz, I can't fucking remember, but uh, basically where he was getting booed like so fucking much and he was playing up to it. I think you just keep doing that, um and I think you'll be fine. He's
0: only got he's not gonna be out that long anyway.
1: I know it's only been it's apparently only four months or something like that.
0: I think it's so that it that's still a long time no four months and at the end of the day is there such a thing as a neck injury not being important not being serious or a routine neck procedure and stuff like that he, he could will probably have problems for his entire career and it'll probably cut his career short no doubt
1: mm.
0: I think I, JR's idea is fine I, w- I would not have an issue with that whatsoever but you could go he comes back no doubt people may still boo or whatever I don't know and you can just turn round on the bit and say, F yous, you booed me before, you booed me when I was, hurt, when I was injured, none of yous cared when I was in rehab, I don't care, and you just go with a full blown heel turn similar to when Seth came back, remember he came back and he was joking and laughing and smiling and then just turned around and goes you just didn't care about me before, why do you care now sort of thing, mm-hmm. so you could go with that uh, and then if they were going to do cut Angle and Jason Jordan, that could be a SummerSlam type match where he. You could even just turn around but he says to Kurt Angle, "Like, well, where were you? Well, I needed you. You never helped me. You were putting me in these matches. I was telling you I wasn't ready. I wasn't. I was still injured, etc." So you could go either way, but the heel turn will will come. So and like I say, what they've done so far was was excellent.
1: It has been. I would I would probably keep it the same way it has been going, because I think. You were saying, JR, about him getting booed. He also was on the peep show when Christian was there for Raw 25, and he was playing up to the boos and the jeers very well. I think from his return, I would still like to see him do something with Seth. So maybe Seth climbs to some top of the mountain somewhere, and Jordan comes down during the match. Like I alluded to a wee bit in the column that I was talking about. Let Jordan stay off TV and wait until Seth's at the top of the mountain and Jordan, who's jealous beyond belief of the shield, comes back and attacks Seth and just goes full heel and just turns into Wrestling Machine wrestling machine Jr. And at another point that Dylan had brought up, how insane is it that both Jason, Jordan and Kurt Angle resemble each other in terms of early characters and injury? Even wrestling Style as well. well is that not just well, freaky? No, Dylan.
0: Well, he is Simple question. Exactly. <laughs> was what it was. He has his son. After all, it's not freaky at all.
1: <laughs> That's, I forgot. This is we're a cafe podcast <laughs> over here. So
0: <clears throat> it's I I say, is it when he was in Alpha? I thought he was the one to remind me of a cut angle, and it's it kind of freaky. Um, let's just hope that the neck injury itself isn't. Doesn't have long term problems, which I probably will, because um, his his ring ability is is fantastic. Mike, what I think if he's a heel, I think he'll be. I think he could make a very good heel, and I think he'll be fine on the mic as a heel. But both both careers are they're very very eerily similar, uh, like you say. But let's like a the logical explanation to that is you know it's his biological son; it was always going to happen. <laughs>
1: I can't argue with that comment, to be honest with
0: you. Hopefully, Dylan doesn't either. <laughs> uh,
1: so, I would—the whole thing. I'm a massive Jason Jordan Mark. I hope he comes back, and I hope he comes back to battle folk. Basically, that would be good. And White seeing his time off. Well, there is nothing wrong with his mic skills. I think he should go to the performance center to the promo classes and heal it up. Keep him in the keep him in the business, so to speak. Just send him down to the performance center where he can still heal. Doesn't need to wrestle and just sort of work on his heel promos and become a bit more devastating with his delivery instead of the sort of geeky, sort of awkward son type thing. Do you know what I mean? And
0: you kind of wonder if that's intentional. I think it is maybe that's just that's just his actual real life personality that he is somewhat uncomfortable speaking up speaking so I don't know maybe I'm not sure Um, I don't remember him being uh, to be honest I don't remember speaking too much in NXT but I don't remember being I don't remember being like this Um, Mm -hmm. there's definitely room for improvement so that's what he should be doing when he's off but I think a heel turn will definitely help it because a heel turn, like you can pretty much say whatever you want, and and there's no real limit to it, as opposed to being that stupid smiling baby face.
1: Uh huh. Because apparently Kurt Angle said in an interview, Vince knew that he would be getting this reaction.
0: I find that hard to believe. Well, I understand Vince is meant to be this big genius and stuff. But I find that very hard to believe.
1: Yeah, Vince is a genius who's bringing back the XFL in 2020. It's
2: gotta be amazing, mate. It's gotta be fucking great. Nineteen. Right now, if you want to my
0: team receive... are going to be the Detroit Doggies. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, see, end of the day, mate. If, you're ever, if, you're, if you're ever going to bring back, bring like competition to NFL, the time is now. Yeah. But it it's really going to go. It's, ju- it's just, it's it's going to go tits up, and it's not going to work well at all for them. But like I said, like we discussed it when the announcement, announcement was made the good thing is, and we might talk about this if we are going to talk about it, he will start to relinquish a little bit of power in WWE, he'll need to spread the power out because he cannot juggle two massive businesses like that on his own One of them has to take his, one of them has to get more attention, it's going to be the XFL Do
1: you know, it shouldn't bring the XFL back, do you know what it should bring back?
0: WCW
1: <coughs> do you remember slam ball no JR do you remember slam ball nope it was the basketball sport but it had trampolines in the court oh yes (laughs)
0: can
1: you imagine Kalisto Kalisto doing some slam dunks nah
2: needs bring back
0: kabaddi to the mainstream man Kabaddi. don't know if our American listeners will understand what that is (laughs) my dad used to play that and say he was absolutely brilliant at (laughs) it
1: Shout out to Kabadi. Um,
0: I thought you were going to
2: say shout out to my dad. <laughs> I sh- shout out to your I dad
1: shout you, as well. I Shout out to your dad, mate. Yeah. Uh, that old
2: bastard
0: in wrestling.
1: So we've got, we've obviously got some questions there from some, like sort of diehard wrestling fans, but I've got a couple here as well from people who may or may not be family members of mine who, they're sort of, they're not as well versed in wrestling as us, so they just they're wanting to ask some simple questions that, to them. Are like things we need to know about so first of all Before
0: you ask the question, I want to correct you there um, from this person who may or may not be a family member, I saw the text messages you were sending to each other on Whatsapp and he seems to be quite caught up in wrestling, I, I think you might be doing him a bit of a disservice there
1: No I didn't mean, I wasn't doing him a disservice no, I, know, I, know, I,
0: know, I know what you mean, I know what you meant but I think he seems to know stuff for someone who's not watched wrestling in a while or isn't into it as much as we are. He seems to know his stuff.
1: Yeah, he does. So,
0: well th- done this person who may or may not be a family member.
1: This person who may or may not be called Martin has asked <laughs> why is Undertaker considered a legend despite not having as many championships as other more so other equally popular wrestlers? So uh, Ricky you were want to take the lead on this one weren't you? Yeah,
0: right. The ideal Wrestler puts on five star matches with five star promos and is over, obviously, right? The Undertaker for a year after a year put on great matches alongside great promos. Not only did they do it for a year or two, he didn't do it for five years. He done, didn't do it for ten. He's done it for over like fifteen years, <clears throat> right? Now his in ring ability may not be that of uh, Shawn Michaels. His promo skills may not be of Austin, Jericho, Rock, CM Punk, Cena, etc. Paul Heyman. But when you merge them together, when you get someone who's good, on the, good in the ring and good in the mic and is able to do that year in, year out for 15 years or so plus, the longevity is what separates them. And the fact that when you're able to continue to stay over, that's that's impressive in itself. He had a character that portrayed a guy that was dead, basically, and somehow has kept that relevant for about 20 years. And on top of that, not only has he done that one character, he's always had the American Badass gimmick. He, even though he's been the Undertaker and been that sort of the Lord of Darkness, there's been little changes in each character yeah he is undertaker yeah he still does those cryptic promos he does all these dark side stuff but there's just been little tweaks to his character so the Ministry of Darkness that gimmick he had um, where he kept putting people up on that big taker sign sort of thing that is different from what he is now so there's just there's little subtle things and not so subtle things that he do with the character that helps him stay over and stay relevant so that, for me, is why I regard him as the greatest. But more than anything, it was longevity.
1: Yep. It's the... He
0: has he has the ability to put on great matches, wrestling matches like the one he had with Shawn Michaels, for instance, and both of them were just unbelievable. I enjoyed his Triple H ones. The CM Punk one, I still don't understand why that's not talked about. as was one of his better matches and one of the best matches we've saw at WrestleMania for a while. That match was excellent. You then go see... The hell in a cell with McFoley, the boiler and brawl with McFoley. <coughs> he he, buried the live matches. The, 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 the first it was the, the one he had with Kane with a fight of the inferno match. He has the ability to put on great wrestling matches as well as sort of like slobber knockers, as Jim Ross would say. So his ability, his ability to be diverse and his character his promo work as well as the type of matches he can deliver, a couple with the longevity for me is why he sits at the top. Now that may change; that changes on a daily basis. But for me, right now, I believe he, in my mind, he is the greatest. People are, you know, can debate and argue with me all they want and stuff, but that's why I regard him as the greatest. Like I said, he wasn't as great as Shawn Michaels and cut angle and stuff in the ring, but like I said, it's just it's every little thing. Of your character and your ability, etc., all merged into one, and he was able to do it year after year after year.
1: Uh, I mean, apart from the last couple of years there, and the first couple of years where it oh. was just sort of there wasn't much going on with him until like sort of mid nineties. In between that time, there was a truly dedicated um, consistency with character, with. K he kept K Fab alive and he still keeps K alive to this more, day. More more
0: more than anyone in
1: more, history. More than half of that locker room combined. Um it's just he is WWE through and through. There's nothing he's had a lot of fantastic matches over the years, a lot of fantastic storylines. He's stayed with WWE through thick and thin. Um it's it's actually quite a although it might seem like a simple question that's actually quite a hard one to define and describe in as many words. You've done a good job there, Ricky, but what about yourself, JR? Uh, I would just say something. So,
2: what is more prestigious? Uh, the WWE title
1: or the Undertaker's streak? See, that's got under a bit of um, debate on social media these days. A lot of people don't like that he's defined by his streak anymore.
0: That that just sort of became a thing, though. Like when tri- when Shawn Michaels brought it up, I
1: know, it was time, Randy, and Orton, time, Randy
0: Orton brought no, it up. No, I, I, under- I no understand for it, like it was thing, but that all of a sudden just seemed to define him of who as who he was. But all of a sudden now it's all just all taken as as a streak, and it was like, well, that's that's jumping the gun there, because when he took when he, when he had the first match with Triple H with Shawn Michaels, like, he was still able to go, like, big time, so he still had title runs in him, so I I never really liked how all of a sudden the focus just shift to being the streak, but I understand it, because it was sort of like, he would only wrestle once a year, and and it was always at WrestleMania, so therefore, the emphasis became uh, that, oh, look at that Undertaker streak, and who's going to break it, but it is a good question, it's like, I don't know, I think a lot of people still regard being the in the main event WrestleMania means have, you have it's a title match and it's a close in the show regardless of if you get to face the Undertaker or not.
2: But answer my question, what's more prestigious, the title or the Undertaker streak? When you think about it, like what what title get defended year on year, every single year, or twenty one years in a row, or whatever it was?
1: You've got a good valid point there. I mean, there's been many, many um, very prestigious world champions over the years, but, but you... I just think
0: I, I get what you're I get what you're saying, John Ross, and obviously the answer. To your but question you've not answered my street, question. Answer I, my I, question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes or no? Yes or no?
0: I would probably lean towards a title because, to me getting a title is Vince's way and the company's way of validating you and, co- and it's your coronation and saying even if you've got it for a couple of months you are the number one guy in the company and we're putting this title on you as the face of the company so, oh, I, it's close as fuck I, it's it as it is like it was it was it was such a big deal when Brock broke the title uh, broke the streak like a huge thing Maybe bigger than Daniel Bryan winning a title later on that night. It um, was certainly right up there. It was so I, I understand where you're coming from, and I suppose watching WrestleMania at, at that time, I seemed to care more about the streak, especially especially in that first uh, Triple H match and first HBK match. I, like there was at times, especially in the Triple H match, where I thought he, the streaks about to end, and I was like ve- like really angry about it, and just. My heart was racing, and I hadn't had that kind of feeling towards a title match in a while. So I understand where you are coming from, but to be honest, it's, it's it's apples and oranges. It's like you know, it's it, people are going to have different opinions on it. And to be honest, I don't think it's I don't think there's any right opinion, any wrong opinion. But for me, I would just I would lean probably towards the title because I just feel like that's Vince's way of saying, that it says you're the guy.
1: I would. Uh, I've not got an answer for you, Jr. I'm afraid.
2: <laughs> That's all right, man. That's all right. It's, at least he give me an answer. No, the, the reason why I'm saying that is just because it's like he doesn't really need the title run to be able to say, you know, he was prestigious in any way because he had the streak, and the streak is unique to the to Taker. I mean, nobody else will be able to recreate that. Anybody else that has a streak at WrestleMania, it'll always be thought of. You know, the Undertaker will always be thought of. So. I think his legacy is, is completely
1: secured for a very long time, based, just based on that. That's fair enough. We c- yeah. This could be like a podcast all on its own, I suppose. And it's it's kind of a shame that in today's WWE, when we think of The Undertaker now, we're like, oh no, please just go go home and have a rest. Do you know what I mean? And you, you try and remember, do you know what, he was actually, he was a legend. But it's been tarnished now, the way Ric Flair's has been tarnished with his last few years in WWE.
0: For me, it hasn't. I, I can understand why people think that. But for me, it hasn't, just because my memory, I don't have like, a short-term memory in that sense. I don't think of wishes she has happened recently. Like To me, I still remember all those great matches he, he had. So, for me, it hasn't been... Tarnish in the sense that, like, I can get past these last couple of years. I can block out as if it's never, never happened. Um, that's fun The funny, the funny thing is, it's it's almost sad. I never really thought I'd associate it with the guy, but two things. Did you watch that WWE Twenty Four uh, about last year's WrestleMania? Well, well there, there was a scene in it
1: that's yet. now
0: been removed. That the Undertaker was getting painkill injections in his knee before taking on Roman Reigns. And there was another scene where you can see him sort of walking out in the back and you can see how badly he was struggling to walk. But in an interview in the car, he was saying, you know how sometimes you see fighters grown old in in the middle of a fight right in front of everyone's everyone's eyes. And he was like, I hope that doesn't happen to me. And you're thinking like, that happened a couple of years ago. And and if you can't see it, then that's very, very worrying. Mm
1: Mm-hmm i uh, got one more question for you guys if, if you would like to hear it.
0: Yeah, yeah go ahead.
1: Uh, this is from my sister, Carol. She's recently got on the Noam Dar train. Uh, obviously, <laughs> he's from Scotland as well and she's been following him on Twitter and enjoying his banter, his patter on Twitter. Um, basically, what we thought of him. Ricky, not, I don't think you would have much to say about him. You've n- not really watched 205 Live much or anything like that, but uh, I enjoyed his character Basically because he was just a, a Scottish, I don't know what the American translation would be, but he is basically a Ned, a Bam. Um, so it's quite funny, There's a, it's like a stereotype that he's played up. Good wrestler, good sort of grappler with, he's not, he's not a massive high flyer or anything like that, but he, he likes to get down and dirty in the ring, it's quite good to watch. So JR, I don't know if you've seen much of his indie, independent stuff, have you? An ICW or anything like that?
2: No, um, I kind of first seen him. He was—is was he—is he in he the
1: wait? He was, yes.
2: Yes, and then did, he wasn't in NXT, was he? It was just straight into two hundred and five. I've seen bits and pieces, uh, in the old star I think uh, he was a bit kind of unlucky to kind of be infamous because of that Alicia Fox thing. That
1: was yeah. quite funny, actually, but it got it got old quite quickly, actually.
2: I, I get my fights. Pretty quickly. Um I yeah, he's all right. He was he's in getting, a, he's young. He's a young boy, so he's got plenty, plenty of time to develop.
1: I mean, when Raw came to Glasgow a couple of years ago, well, a year and a half or so ago, he came out to team up with Brian Kendrick and he got a big pop. Obviously he's in Glasgow, so he's gonna get a big pop there, but um
2: I, it was good to see him though.
1: If there seems to be this apparent emphasis on 205 Live again and if Triple H is in charge, it was Triple H that brought Noam Dar in in the first place for the Cruiserweight Classic so maybe when he returns from injury uh, because he's out just now, quite a lengthy ligament damage problem, then they might have something for him and I hope there is because he he is a good good laugh basically for Scottish fans like ourselves so thanks ladies and gents for the questions Uh, I just want to discuss a couple of things, there was upheaval on social media when Bobby Roode I don't know if people were upset that Randy Orton came in and RKO'd everyone left, right and centre, or if it was the fact that Bobby Roode beat Rusev clean but people were not happy that Rusev lost the US title match that he had, so um, heads or tails, who's the biggest Rusev mark out of you two? I think it would have to be Ricky uh, it's, It is Ricky I'm a close saying but definitely is Ricky Right, so Ricky, tell us your emotions at Rusev losing
0: um, I mean, I'm not that emotional about it uh, he was never going to win it in the first place it, it was a, it felt like it was a foregone conclusion what the result was going to be I don't hate Bobby Wood. I feel really, in fact, I really, really like Bobby Roode just wish he would sort of turn him heel ASAP so it, it never really bothered me in the sense that Rusev never won it because I never expected him to win it it would have been, it would have been excellent to see him win it um, I am a massive Rusev mark you know that, I've always been on record saying give every single title in the WWE to Rusev so but like I said, overall my, my feelings are that it came as no surprise it, it was not a shock at all that he didn't win it, it would have been more of a shock that he did win it but I was just. I'm just happy that at least they got the shot just now, and hopefully that might lead to a potential Bobby Roode and um, Rusev feud. Potentially either heading into Fastlane or further down the Rumble. I would like him to win it at some point because, as John Ross would tell you, that when he had that US title run for the first time, it was just a thing of beauty with him and Lana. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, overall, my thoughts and my feelings are: I'm not. I'm not bothered in a sense that because I never expect them to win it. I, I am, suppose I am a little bothered because I want him to win it, and it feels like what he's doing with him because this is guys are one of the most over guys in the, in the company and merchandise is selling. Everyone's absolutely loving them at the moment, but yeah, um, it didn't come as a surprise whatsoever. So um, that's my feelings, and I know but I'm assuming John Ross will probably feel the same.
2: But the Bob Rudd fucking put the fucking title on Rusev because this is one of the few times where somebody gets over, like, in a fucking weird way. Um, and it's amazing. And it just shows you that Rusev can work as a babyface. How the fuck can Rusev work as a babyface? Fucking hell. Um, aye. I, I, would, I wouldn't have him win the title just yet, but I'd have mm-hmm. him, like, win it pretty soon. Um
0: and that's it, because for me, I would then, if you're going to put a title on him, I would then ultimately maybe start to transition Roode into a heel and then transition him into potentially going on and challenging Nakamura for the title. I think that's probably going to be a logical step for him at some point in the future. Um, potentially where it's heading towards SummerSlam time maybe. Maybe sooner, because I don't know how much longer you can drag out. and You probably could, because... If Nakamura wins it at WrestleMania, you'll probably have the rematch with AJ, and then you could transition to Randy Orton, a heel Randy Orton, into a match with Nakamura to ultimately go with Bobby Roode then as well. But yeah, like I think you need to put a title on him, a title on him as soon as, um, like you say is uh, extremely over, um, and that you just don't want to get into the, the into the problem and the issue where if someone gets over that you don't. You don't coronate them with a title because you've seen it with Braun for so long now. He has been, over, he's arguably the most over guy in the company. <clears throat> has been for a while, but yet you're not putting a title on him just to sort of solidify that that he's a guy. And I understand sometimes you don't want to always be dictated. You don't want to dictate. You don't want to be dictated by your audience and stuff and your customers, etc. But at the end of the day, they are your customers. You're paying customers and you should want to appease them at times. Not all the time, because like I say, it's like fans, we, we we sort of latch onto someone and a couple of months later we're, we're done with them sort of thing. But there's certain guys that have shown that they can they're able to get over and they can sustain that over a, a period of time. And russell has been one of them because he's been over for a long time. Um this is arguably the most over he's ever been, but beforehand he was he was over. A lot of people liked him. And the same goes with Braun. So I think at some point you've got to just be like, right, we need to buy, buy the bully here and we need to put the title on him and just see how it goes for the next two, three, four months. Because I'm telling you right now, when I said earlier on about Seth Rollins, that either someone can make the title or a title can make someone else, Rusev would elevate that title and he would make that title feel... not. I'm not saying it's not important just now, but he would definitely, definitely help elevate that title even more. So... That's my thoughts on it. Um I know some people may not agree with it, but hey, I think come, like you say there comes a time where you've just got to you've got to put a title on someone. It's like mankind.
2: Like mm-hmm. how over did mankind have to get before they fucking put the belt on him? And and it was like as if we were reluctant to do it. And but he was just like, like I remember when he won that, that that title the first time, man, like just the relief. Cause you'd seen that guy fucking go through the fucking shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you could have something similar. Do you know what I mean? Like, you could, you could do something like that. It's organic. Fucking put the belt on him. Like, when does that happen?
0: Uh, that's it. That's it. And it's like, it's almost as if you're. I'm not. i trying to think of the correct term for it, but because he's over and he's doing so well, it's almost like you're warding him for it in a sense. Yeah. But. It just, honestly it just doesn't feel like they're going to do it and it's like you're missing an opportunity here because you can make a lot of money for the guy and he, he, and he can become a big time star whether it's a heel or whether it's a face as a face he would be fantastic as a heel just be the, what you've always been just this absolute brute but like we say it's overall and I think i have probably speak for both of us that it, it comes as no surprise whatsoever that they never put the title on
1: him Can I bring up something that's a wee bit sort of mirrored on Raw? So Rusev is an over mid card act at the moment and whatever he does, he doesn't seem to get over in terms of like sort of achievements, championships and stuff like that. (coughs) But we've got this Elias push going on just at the moment and I wouldn't even say it's come out of nowhere. He's slowly but surely getting more TV time, he's in more high profile matches. All of a sudden, he's in the chamber match and all of a sudden, he's number six entrant in the chamber match so he'll be coming out last. It's just... Does... does Elias is similar to Rusev and I wonder if that's why I personally don't think Rusev will ever reach the dizzy heights. Is Elias' gimmick, does that allow for main event status?
2: Well, you remember uh... This is like, he's kind of some to, like, Goldust. Like, when Goldust was, like, in originally, when he had all that controversy and all that kind of stuff, like he's just, like, this fucking guy that's just getting a shitload of fucking heat. I mean, that that gimmick was hot garbage, and he turned it into fucking hot stuff. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. How the fuck they flipped this one, I have no idea, because I used to fucking joke about it. Ha-ha, check that fucking Scarfy guy. haha, he's the fucking best cunt in it and you know what, man, see some of his, like, heel promos, like, they kind of, a wee bit remind me of the kind of way that they did Kurt Angle originally. Like, here's the football town, fuck the Patriots, fuck these guys, like, you know, those kind of promos. And it's just, it's simple stuff. But I, I definitely think this this could sneak into the, the main event. I don't think he's going to get a belt, but I think. I think it definitely could, he could fucking... Definitely
1: main event of people. I would say there is definitely an intercontinental or US title in his future. Um he does have that mid card gimmick and it's getting over Vince obviously loves him, but Ricky, would you say are there any other mid-carders more deserving of a main event spot than Elias at the moment?
0: Well, the Miz. <laughs>
1: um well, oh, aye, the Miz The Miz Well he's got the IC title Just now
0: But I mean If you're saying main I'm talking about Upper show on the card. But Go back to is, is Elias a main eventer I think it's I think it's there I think it's there In the ring he's quite good And the mic it's just, Like John Ross said It's just It's kind of simple In how he's getting the heat But at the same time He's getting heat And he's doing Just <laughs> Like I say, it's not too it's not complicated in terms of what he's doing. I just think he he just the way he delivers there's just a certain wee things that he says. He I can see why he's a Vince favourite and I don't know I may be wrong, but you either did say that he's gonna flop on the main event or Vince is gonna really take to him. I can't remember which one you said. I, I'm kind of leaning. In. I thought you said Vince was going to take to him, uh-huh. just because it's it's so different. Just even just the guitar and sitting down with the the, the 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 spotlight on him. It's just it's so different. It's not something you see. So that alone makes mm-hmm. him stand out. It's like how
2: many people had like fucking guitar gimmicks? Like you had like fucking Jeff Jarrett. Who was the other people that had them? Did <laughs> Did they the honky never... to- Tonk Man. Had... Did they ever fucking play them? I know he oh, can't no. play it, but
1: it's a unique fucking spin on it. Do you know? It is? What? That's the funny thing about it all. He's not that good a guitarist in the first place. <laughs> that's the best, that's the funniest thing about it.
2: He's just like fucking, like, guitar wanker at
1: party. you want to leave. Do you know what I think it is? I think the reason he's getting a push, not because of popularity, or, like, heel popularity, uh, Braun Strowman said in... I think it was the son when they were doing a UK tour basically Vince has held his hand throughout the whole main roster run, in other words he has done exactly what Vince has told him to do, so Vince sees that obedience and has rewarded him with a big being one of the main guys in Raw, I think Elias comes off as a guy who does exactly what Vince has told him to do, and that's why he's been getting all that make time and stuff like that, because he's a, he's a good boy behind the scenes
0: and I also think that just because the whole thing who wants to walk with Elias and a lot of people join in and stuff he got over like organically himself and I think Vince potentially may have saw that and just been like right the gimmick itself is different like he says and we can fine tune him a little bit and we don't necessarily need to put a title on him he can just be that guy sort of mid card or or upper echelon on the card and we never need to put a title on him, and he's still going to stay over, just because, let's say, the gimmicks, just, it's completely different from what you see in the company right now.
2: So, is that like a Jake the Snake
0: kind of fucking mm-hmm.
2: place mm-hmm. on the card? hmm
0: Exactly. And, it's a good spot to have, to be honest, like, at the end of the day, like, you're always going to be useful for something.
1: Yep. You're
0: always going to be on TV.
1: You've got three hours to fill up, so use it as best you can. Three we- three hours a week on telly. You need to think of something. So do you know what? More power to the guy himself. Um, I hope. Well, I wish him well in his future endeavours. Goodbye, Elias. <laughs> 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 uh, right. Last sort of topic of the night. Tell me this see from a spectacle point of view like a sort of violence um, aesthetically wow factor stuff why is Nia Jax not in the Elimination Chamber match? They if she's a... going
2: to have a fucking match at the fucking Mania
1: <laughs> and, Right
2: You're letting other people get in over so that she can have a, have the match at Mania. What match right.
1: at Mania will she have though?
2: She's, she's going to lose the match against Asuka because of Bliss then she's going to have
1: a fucking match against Bliss. So kind of fucking thing. It seemed, the WrestleMania. <laughs> it's all a wee bit confusing for me, to be honest. It,
2: it's chewing up a bit of time in it. That's all it's doing.
1: I know, but the chamber, both both the men and women chamber matches, the stipulations and the qualifying and stuff, it's all been a bit poof, all over the place, and it's hard to keep up with it, to be honest with you. Uh, why, why have
2: we got a pay-per-view right now? Like, seriously, did we have to have one? Could we not have a break? That's what the
1: problem is. That's never going to happen. It's not been the case for years. 20 years now. So, just deal deal with it, mate. But seriously, like I know <coughs> there's this stipulation as well that if Nia Jax wins, her match versus Asuka she'll be included in the WrestleMania match as a triple threat realistically they're not going to have ask a loser match in the lead up to Mania, so why just, just like look at the likes of Goldberg and Umaga over the years why not have someone like Nia Jax who's a dominant force who, can, who has shown in multi-woman matches in the past that she can destroy many women at the same time, why not have someone like that in a chamber match give it a bit of oomph
2: because if she goes into the chamber she needs to win it and then if she wins it it means that uh, she
1: doesn't need to win
2: it
0: surely
1: Ricky thoughts
0: so the match um, next week is it Alexa Bliss and Ajax
1: on Raw uh,
0: yeah I thought they had a match coming next week
1: I can't remember off the top of my head
0: Anyway, we know Asuka's going to win at the Chamber, right? That's that's a foregone conclusion. <sighs> I agree with John Ross. I think if she's in the Chamber match, she passed to win it then. And I don't think they want her to, because I think they're going to have her in the title match at WrestleMania.
1: So it'll be Nia Jax versus Bliss at Mania, and Asuka versus Charlotte? mm hmm
2: Aye. Uh, you can't risk... Nia Jax right now they've done such a fucking good job with her I, ca- I can't believe how much I like her and I want to see her wrestle and I want to see her get that title it's, I was I was very sour on her so they they really need to treat her with respect so I shenanigans th- and fucking and her versus Bliss and fucking she's getting that title she has to
1: I see your they've done a good job with Nia Jax and raise it with they made her fancy Enzo Amore they have not, I didn't even mind it. No. I was like, cool. I was, it. they have not done well with Nia Jax and they continue to mock up her consistency." Um I don't, that was straight. The Enzo More stuff.
2: Honestly, it didn't bother me that much. There was a there was a crap promo that she did with Bliss, but it just the women are still developing. You know what I mean right now. I think, like, on the mic, who's, who's the best out of the women? It's probably Flair, Banks, Becky. But who else can touch them on that level, you know? So there's a lot of development that needs to happen. I don't think it's been too bad.
1: Oh, I mean, it has been better booked than it has been over the years, historically, obviously, because you've had a lot of shite over the years. But it just, it just seems all a bit confusing. It's... This whole chamber and you've got Sonia DeVille and Mickey James had a quite a brittle match. We've got I've got um, high hopes for Sonya DeVille actually. She in her transition from NXT over to Raw she had a sort of mini rivalry going on with Ruby Riot and they had two really good matches on NXT and she made Ruby Riot pass out at one point as well. I can't remember if it was her first or second match that they had, but She's come on leaps and bounds in the last few months, so I'm hoping for good things for Sonia Deville once the WrestleMania season's out the way. And she gets a bit more spotlight on herself. What have, Ricky, what have your thoughts been on Sonia Deville so far? I um, suppose somewhat, somewhat where you,
0: somewhere sort of where you are in not as high on her as you. Um I think she's fine. I think she's fine. Um I kinda like the whole gimmick that she has, she you know, she's she she just she looks she looks tough as hell. She comes across as it but I'm not that emotional I'm not in fact I'm not emotionally invested at all in her just yet. Mm-hmm. That, it may, cha- <coughs> sorry, that <coughs> may change sorry that may change as the days and months go on. I just, when I look at her, I just don't think I'll ever see her uh, look at her. And I'll pay, I think that she'll be in the same bracket as Sasha and Bailey, etc. And I suppose that maybe, maybe that's unrealistic because of just how great they are. Um, but I think she probably she had she does have a chance to be sort of like one of one of the top sort of heels women who in that on the on the division. But like I say, I'm not can't say I'm I'm enamoured with her at the moment um, I'm more so looking at other, the other women in the division I'm like right I would rather use built them up strongly and properly now
1: mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing a Raw in Smackdown actually if Asuka's I think, going
0: I think you're definitely going to get <clears throat> a couple of change. obviously the draft or even before it but you know, I think Charlotte's eventually going to come back over to Raw um, and then no. I could maybe see somebody like Bailey or Sasha heading over to Smackdown so to replace her especially if Asuka goes over because then I think they're ultimately and I'm sort of going off on a tangent here because ultimately they're going to go Charlotte versus um, uh, Ronda Rousey I think
1: so right, later.
0: Uh, much later much later that could be like next year's Wrestlemania that could be uh-huh. That's a that's a long time away
1: JR, any thoughts? And what about Mandy Rose as well? Anything? I've not really I hear oh, she's a good wrestler. I, I, I but the thing
2: with the Lassies, it's just like, if they got the stink off them? Then the fact that they're just Paige's lackeys and then Paige get injured? Well I, I know that it seems, it seems quite negative, but they kind of, I think they came up a bit too soon, so they didn't really, they don't really feel that fully
1: developed Well a few of them came up too soon Liv Tyler and Sarah Logan as well. I mean, Sarah Logan was hardly even on NXT. Ruby Riot, I can understand. Um, she'd been on NXT for a while, and the women's and She was in the Indies for a while as
2: well, wasn't she? Was the she?
1: Indies, yep. Yeah. But she was the, <coughs> the main event women scene in NXT was a wee bit crowded when you had you've got Kyrie seen in there now. You've got Shayna Baszler tearing it up, really liking Shayna Baszler just now. Ember Moon. Lies on me. Make- I don't, Blazer. <laughs> Shayna Blazer, I don't know where Peyton Royce and Billy Kay are I don't know if they're injured or not but it was the right time I think for Ruby Riot to come up so she's doing well, just think the yeah, others there still needs to be a wee bit of time and there is plenty of time, especially if a superstar shake up happens after Mania so um, let's hope that the next couple of weeks clears up the creative and makes things just a bit more easy for simpletons like myself to understand the booking side of things. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we finish with our quiz? Fuck um. the Bob <laughs> <laughs> What?
0: Fuck the Bob root. No, I, I, I don't <laughs> have anything else to add on. Uh, um. No, unless you want to address the the 205 rumours?
1: Or unless you're maybe going to call him for that, I don't know. I was, um, people are, obviously there's this rumour going about that Triple H has taken charge of 205 Live. If he does, if he has, and if I don't care who it was that was in charge before, they made a mess of it by putting Enzo in there. Even before all the carry-on happened with Enzo, it just went downhill rapidly. They struggled immensely with Neville not being there, but I've enjoyed 205 live the last couple of weeks, and I would say it's a bit of a reboot. I do intend to, to do a column shortly about that. But Rockstar Spud, aka Drake Maverick, he came across very enthusiastic and positive last week. It just seemed it just seemed like a right fan of 205 live, and it was good to see. It made his positive positivity came off screen and I was into it so someone like that excellent fair fair do's to him, we've got a couple of more of the UK guys and we've actually got Roderick Strong over there now, I don't know if he's there full time or not, he seemed to slip by the wayside in NXT get lost in the shuffle so it'll be good if Roderick Strong gets some more (coughs) TV time JR, I know you're a big Roderick Strong fan so do you think 205 Lives is a good place for him or would you rather see him work, work his way to the top in NXT?
2: Um, so if what you're saying is true that they're going to be Triple H or Triple H is, is running 205 Live, then I think what, what it's got Roderick Strong straight in there. Um, good shot, Can you actually. confirm or not um, if this tournament... Eh, sorry, uh, is, is like the cruiserweight style that happened before yeah, that's that, that's important as well are we getting those types of matches
1: that's one thing from that's a bit annoyed from me from the
2: cruiserweight classic
1: you're
2: talking about
1: yeah the, the CWC uh, mm-hmm. uh, is but what annoys me is people saying oh the wrestling's good again, the wrestling's always been good on 205 Live apart for the Enzo matches Um there was always a really good main event i mean each each week they had matches that were main event not sorry they would not look out of place on a, a normal pay per view so the wrestling quality thing annoyed me quite a bit um i think it was more the, the stuff that was happening on Raw
2: rather than 205 live the thing's i think right, it was think repeats they
1: were, doing... they were just repeating matches on raw and vice versa which was annoying it was like right You've obviously it's not like get,
2: for 5 minutes as well so
1: they don't get to tell actually like a decent story uh-huh. and it shows that they're just filling a spot on Raw because right, we'll put the weights in we've not got any creative for them so we'll just rehash the match that they had the previous Tuesday night which did my box boxing Um, but I love tournaments, happy with tournaments, it's good to see Roderick Strong in there, we've got Mark Andrews he'll be there next week Um. Be good to see him. He's a right good crowd-pleasing cruiserweight guy. He was over as Mandrews and TNA in the X Division there. So we'll see what happens there. Probably a couple more surprises on the way in terms of entrance into the tournament. So things are looking up for 205 Live. Um, Just need to wait and see now. Cedric Alexander in real life must be quite annoyed because he was probably earmarked to win the cruiser title at the Rumble and it has to start from scratch again, but I think we'll probably see, I like your shout there the Roderick Strong, maybe we'll see Cedric versus Roderick, Cedric Roderick in a face v face match at WrestleMania, because they're both hard hitters, that'd be a good match, I think. Mmm. Mmm, indeed.
2: Mmm, yeah, that'd be good.
1: So, shall we end with the quiz this week, gentlemen?
2: Yep. Is this another quiz based around 2003 to 2015?
1: And we'll find out shortly, won't we, Ricky?
2: Yes, indeed, we will.
1: Okay, here we go. It's fucking quiz time! With Ricky and Clive and friends! A fucking WWE quiz! Dun-dun-dun! Right, Ricky, tell us, what's the quiz this week?
0: The quiz is based on the cruiserweights, <laughs> because I thought the whole Triple Hayes news coming out. see said. Initially it was just, I initially thought it was going to be just us two, so I'm hoping I haven't just played in your strengths, and if you're just in John Ross, won't know, but hopefully that's not the case. <clears throat> here we go. So would you,
2: what would you do for
0: the quiz if I wasn't here, then? we just do a quiz.
2: <laughs> We just
1: just do a quiz. Just do one person. I did a one question quiz. Do you know what we'll do?
2: I will. Is it like Mastermind?
1: We'll speak to the Keeping It Strong style guys and we'll devise a New Japan quiz for you, JR. How does that sound? Oh man, don't even watch that, mate. I'll fucking fuck it
2: up. No, don't
0: do that. I'll fuck it up.
1: Don't. You'll embarrass your fandom. Question Uh, number one. Right, okay, go.
0: Name the two finalists in the cruiser weight, uh, cruiser weight um, ch- uh, championship. The series I had sorry, <laughs> cruiser like... cruiser weight challenge. Could Classic. Out? Classic. <laughs> well, I never watched it. Don't Cruise... care about it. Can, you, can, you, can you say that again? Name the two finalists in the cruiser weight. Oh Classic. boy,
2: it was. Uh... <laughs> oh fuck, it was Kota, but not wasn't <laughs> it was TJP and Grand Metallic.
0: Yes, correct. Now, in the newest format of the cruiserweight title, who has had who has had the shortest reign?
1: Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Oh fuck. Mm-hmm. Akira Tozawa.
0: Yes. Okay. Who has had the longest reign? Oh, boy. Wait, devil. I'm, not, I'm not finished the question. What?
2: I need to fucking get in this fast, man. Who
0: me. who has had the longest reign including from the original title run? Was that from, like, what was that? the like 2002, 2007 or something it was. So basically the last two so versions of the Cruiserweight title.
1: So you're not including the light heavyweight title, no? No. Right, okay. Um... Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Oh. Mm-hmm. Chavo Guerrero? Nope. Oh,
0: boy.
1: hmm Nope. Oh, fuck. What was the answer? I'll give you a clue. Can I have another guess?
0: Oh, if, if I give you a clue, you can have another guess, eh?
1: Okay. He may or
0: may not have had superpowers... Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, Hurricane Helms. Yes. Okay. Question number four: Who was the last ever champ? And this was the previous version, so that was back in two thousand and seven, I believe it was.
1: Oh, oh, it's true. It's damn true. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of his other name. Little Bastard. was it Little Bastard? Hornswoggle. <laughs>
2: Correct.
0: Oh well, he retired that? Oh that's horrible. I forgot about that. <laughs> who and and the current title. Person, who has had the most title reigns? Hmm. The current
2: one?
1: Yeah. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Is it devil? Oh boy. Uh, oh, it's true, it's damn true. <laughs>
0: Right, um Hold on. I'm not sure how I need to play this. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, is that your final answer, John Ross? Who did he
1: fucking. Who did he keep losing it
0: against? Can I. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, let
2: him go.
1: Oh, it's true, it's damn true. Mm hmm. It was a tie between Brian Kendrick and Neville for two each.
0: and is that your final answer
1: yes 205 Clive has probably got yeah, this yeah he kind of
2: needs to fucking win this one
0: man. No.
1: how many times did you say
0: the Brian Kendrick has won the newest one twice are you sure about that <sighs> is he the only one at once
1: right oh it's true it's damn true
0: <laughs> well hold on hold on hold on I think I might just need to give you both a point each for getting Neville
1: but that's three each then
0: yeah I've still got two bonus questions right so you don't get a point for this but would you just like to guess who the other person is Uh,
1: and
2: oh.
0: yes
1: oh fuck we're supposed to have rid him from our history nah
0: doesn't work with that. He's not redacted yet. Exactly. And,
1: He's not Mr. Pixelface.
0: No, well, Chris Benoit is uh, arguably the greatest ever, but hey, I won't be forgetting his wrestling matches, Willa. True. Despite the hideous things they've done, heinous things they done. Okay, so we are at two each. Three each. How did you get three each? You's... Oh, I give you a point there, didn't I? Right, here we go. Neville beat who to win his first title, well, first cruiserweight title?
1: Oh, it's true. Oh boy. Oh, oh I, have
0: to, I have to give it to Clive. Oh. Clive just got in there. And um, your answer was wrong anyway, John Ross.
1: It was Richard Swan.
0: Correct. Oh. So, the last oh, question. So, if John Ross gets this right, I need to think of a question on the fly.
1: But why? Because it's four three to me.
0: Doesn't matter. I'm, I'm reading all my seven questions. Oh, fucking hell, man! I told you that.
1: Some quizmaster.
0: This doesn't want you to win. As, as a quizmaster, you, you can make the rules up as you want. I use it three each. I said I still got two more questions I'm going to ask.
1: Aye, it's called. He it object. It's called. A anyway, that,
0: which pay per view?
1: Oh, it's true. It's damn true.
0: Yes.
1: Royal Rumble. 2017.
0: Yes, correct. It was important that you win that.
1: Of course it was.
0: Well done.
1: Uh, well done. Thank you for joining me tonight, gentlemen. JR, do you have any shout-outs or blessings? Oh, God, that oh sorry. I
2: thought that's what you were asking me earlier on when I said fuck Bob Roode. I thought oh. that's what you were asking. No. I I was just going to get a goal with it doing the quiz. I was like, yeah, I still want to do it. Oh, Got
1: the room.
0: Ricky? <laughs> um, shout out to all the usual guys on Social Suplex. SMC, One Nation Live, um, Keep it a strong style. Shout out to Rick and Clive ourselves as well, you know. Um, shout out to that guy that looks like Rusev with the Rusev
1: t-shirt. <laughs> Kyle Moores. Kyle Moores, you've uh, won a went, t-shirt. Well done. you won a t-shirt. Well done. Aye.
0: Uh, you look Rusev, mate. A, just shout out to all the guys and uh, keep downloading everyone... Uh, Everyone's podcast on the network. Um fuck even shout out to Carl, even though he told his listeners not to listen to uh, follow us on Twitter, but hey-ho. No hard feelings there, Carl. Yeah, so Fly was fly.
1: Ricky, <laughs> Ricky has name dropped the SMC Wrestling Podcast, Keeping It Strong Style, One Nation Radio, uh Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group, how you all doing? Hi there. <laughs> uh and I'm going to give a shout out to myself again so Ricky you put me over at the start and I'm going to put myself over at the end um, I was mucking about on the laptop and I found one of the old songs that I used to do when I had a musical creative mindset so I'm going to finish the show with a tune, it's basically see the intro that starts the podcast, it's the actual song that's not been edited it's a raw uncut edition so I hope you enjoy that Um but that's us for this week guys speak to you all next week and enjoy your weekend
0: take care guys
1: bye bye now bye